Welcome back, you know good bastards, to the Pod Deep Podcast. Be very quiet. Kick back. Listen up. Subscribe, comment, and like. Pod Deep Podcast. Pod Deep. Welcome back to the Pod Deep Podcast. You boys are here. Sid Hughes, Rod J. How you boys feeling today? Doing good, doing good. Doing good. I'm straight. Perfect, perfect. All right. Go ahead, like, follow, subscribe. Everywhere you get your podcast, the Pod Deep Podcast show. So let's go ahead. Let's get this one kicked off, boys. I'm going to start off with the question of the day. All right. Follow me on this one. Your daughter is one of the best swimmers in the state, in the United States. Her final race will get her into the Olympics. She'll make the Olympic team if she wins her final race. You find out her final race will take place against a transgender athlete. So an athlete that was born a man but now lives as a girl. On top of that, this transgender athlete is the girl of your best friend. Okay? Guys, follow me? Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, man. And just a side note, normally... Years past, when this transgender athlete competed as a boy, she was pretty average. But now, when she starts to compete as a girl, she's com- she's been pretty good, top one, two, three in the state. Okay, all right. Your daughter's kind of nervous, but it comes down to this: she wins, she's in the Olympics. She loses, she's not in the Olympics. But on top of that. You have the opportunity to contest this race. If you contest this race, none of them, nobody makes the Olympic team this year. However, your daughter next year will have a 40% chance to make it in four years. If you don't contest this race and you just let them race, the winner, of course, makes the Olympics. The loser won't ever get into the Olympics again. All right. Everybody got it? I think so. Yep. Everybody got it. All right. Daughter, just a quick quick recap. Daughter's an Olympic swimmer. One race to get to an Olympics. She's facing a transgender athlete, which is your best friend's daughter. She races. She wins. She's in. She races. She loses. She's out. You can compete. You can contest this race. However, 
there's a 40% chance that she won't make it next year, uh, make it in the next four years if you contest this race and nobody makes the Olympics. All right. I know there was a lot to it, a lot of moving parts. Jared, I'm going to start with you on this one. This is think? a – I'm sorry. This is a tough one. I don't know if there's a right answer. So I'm going to go with – Let's see if my daughter can beat the transgender athlete. Maybe she'll pull it out. Maybe um, she's just better than the other athlete, even though technically the other athlete is, is a male. Um, so I would probably let them race and see what the outcome is. So, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Squeak, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna intervene. You know, I, I believe. I believe in my daughter. You know, what I'm saying. Um, I got a. I got her back. I. I, I got five on the like and say. You know, I got five on whatever. You know, uh, male, female, whoever it is, my baby can beat them. So, I'm. I'm a. You know, let the chips fall where they fall, where they may. I'm, I'm just. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'll let her go head up with them. Okay. I'm contesting. <laughs> Period. Reason, any reason? It's an unfair, it's an unfair advantage. Unfair advantage. Okay. It, you know, let the man, you know, you got him, she racing the man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, as good as, as good as Serena Williams is, she's the greatest female tennis player of all time. She would struggle against a good male, a good male tennis player. Now, you know, a, a mediocre one, yeah, she probably would smoke them. But a good tennis player, she would have a hard time beating them. Mm -hmm. So I look at it, I look at this 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 scenario in the same way. Like, nah, I'm contesting it. Mm -hmm. Damn, nope. you know, damn our friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the other part I was going to play on it, guys. This, uh, and I'll give my answer here in a second. But for Hughes and Jared, did it matter that the person that you're that she's going against, you have a relationship with that person's parent, like a best friend? Did that even did they even play into anything? To just let them race? Yeah, I mean, because it's like you you know you known um, the kid you know before they were born and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's not combat. You know, this is like swimming. My daughter got a real good chance of, of beating him because when it comes to like swimming or I'm mean, I'm even say racing, some people just got it, some people don't. You know, mm -hmm. pretty sure it's a I'm pretty sure it's a it's a bunch of females out there that can smoke me. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. in, in my heyday, you know, I got mm -hmm. some cousins that probably could have. You know, female. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I don't think that's. I don't think your gender is a um, has an advantage in certain situations. You know what I'm saying? But when I think when it comes to this this combat, yeah, I don't want my daughter, you know, boxing against no, you know, what I'm saying transgender. You know, Jerry, did it matter that you were, had a relationship with the parent? No, not to me. I didn't even think about it. You know, before I answered. So, no. The only thing that it makes me say let them compete is because my kid would have to wait four years to get another chance to even compete. So I'm like, okay, let's just take this shot now, you know, and see if she can uh, pull it out. 
Mm-hmm. So when I thought about this, guys, I really thought about the competitiveness of it. Like just looking at look, just looking at it from just looking at it straight raw. I don't, I wouldn't want my daughter to compete. I think it is unfair. I think it's an unfair advantage. You know, males swimming with females. You know, they're just bigger, stronger, faster normally. Um, but I also wanted to see, you know, and I wanted to make it on like a, a high school level versus a, a grown-up person level because I guess you would be a little, I think in my eyes they may be a little closer in competitiveness at that age versus as they got older and more mature. They got a little bit, you know, the, the gap got wider. But I think I'm with, I think I'm with Rodney on this, man. I just, um, I just think it needs to be fair. I, I think it needs to be fair. Um, I would hate all the hard work. It is the other part. I would hate all the hard work that my daughter has put in to get to this point to not let her compete. But that's got that's an unfair that's an unfair competition in my mind. You know. One other thing I thought of is, well, I, well, could I just let her make the decision? Put the facts on the table and say, hey, it's on you. Mm-hmm. What you want to do? I mean, when you put it in those terms, you know what? You know the 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 the, the kid. They're going to say, "Fuck it, I can beat them." Mm-hmm. You know that that they're going they're going to take that perspective of it. I don't care if it's a man or woman. I'll, I'll beat them. But you, as the parent. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I should say, me as a parent, you know, I see it otherwise. You know, like, no, that's that transgender, that former man has a clear advantage over everyone in the field. Mm-hmm. You swimming, though? It's swimming? Hell yeah. fucking yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You, you, you pick, what let's, let's put Michael Phelps with some titties and put him again, put him in the water with some women. You know, they gonna smoke them. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna even be close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. Comp- like, where's the advantage coming in? I think about gymnastics. Like, if you flip this 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 question to gymnastics, and you know, I wouldn't be fearful for my daughter going against a transgender in gymnastics. Well, see, that's different because you you actually getting scored in gymnastics. You're getting scores. It's not about how fast you how fast you do something. Yeah, I I, I think the water like I, it's, I, it's a clear advantage though when you know male against females just times just 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 look at the times they finish things in it's just a clear advantage that males do it a lot lot better. And uh, I pulled this actual question from there's a real life scenario that went on and. A college about um, this guy who was transgender, and he became like the in his women's division. He became one of the best swimmers in the division. Like he went from a very very mediocre men swimming swimmer to the top women swimmer, and that's kind of where I pulled this from. And I just thought running past you guys, see what you thought on it. But so it looks like we. We split. We're saying, Hughes, Jay, you'll go ahead and let your daughter compete. Rodney and I. 
that changes that changes the scenario now. Okay. The, the, the real life the real life scenario versus the the deep thought question. Because okay. from the deep thought question, it was as if he was mediocre from from the male standpoint. But then as he came over to the girls. You know, I didn't know where he ranked at. You know, if he was like the best in the nation, like you know, like like my daughter would be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But in that real life scenario, yeah, I, I would have a problem with that. Seeing that I watched that dude compete, you know what I'm saying? And and since he flipped it over, now he's you know a new improved athlete. Mm -hmm. Now, in the, in the in the scenario, I tried to mention that he was he was kind of a bottom top, like not average. He was a bad. He was average. He was average. He wasn't great. But now, as he moves to the female, he's become a top swimmer. Okay. So that was that was part of the scenario. Okay. That was part of the scenario. Still keep your answer. To, still your answer stays the same though. Yeah, knowing my child, she 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 would let me just you don't believe I could do it, Dad? You know, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I roll with that. You know. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, split. We need air here <laughs> to break the tie, but I could probably, <laughs> I could probably figure out what he'll be talking about right now. <laughs> all right, boys, that's a deep talk question of the other the week. All right, so Grammys just passed a few weeks ago, man. Um, and I wanted to kind of concentrate on these rap categories. You two, you 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 music guys, y'all gotta enlighten me. What am I missing? So Kendrick wins for best rap song. He wins for rap, best rap performance. The song called "The Heart Part Five. Mm -hmm. Man, I done listened to this song several times. I I just don't. Get it, you you group you boys need to enlighten your boy. What am I missing? What what what's makes first of all, what makes this song so great? What am I missing? Some more of a gang sample one. Okay, great video, great concept video where he uses his face and, and put Kanye, Bill Bill Cosby, uh, Nipsey. I think I may miss somebody else as well. Uh, this is a very innovative it video. Uh, the song, though, not 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 a visual for it. It's the song. It's, it's the song. I don't know if I heard that song played a lot on the radio. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it on the radio. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what is this song? It's the wrong song. It's very creative. It's is probably the most creative. Uh, rap song, you know, out that year. Just um, him rapping from the point of view, like he said, of Kobe, Cosby, Nipsey. That's what it was. Um, in the video. But like you said, it was the song, not the video or the performance. I think it probably was a wrong song to win that award. So I can't even argue with you yeah. on how you're feeling about it. I think it was the wrong song. I didn't expect that song to, to win. You know, good song, but since since the album came out. I never went back to listen to that song. So I can't even argue with you. I think it's the wrong song. Yeah, and I think that was the lead off. That was the lead off um, single for the album, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it's not even on the album. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's not even on the album. <laughs> it's not on the album? I thought I heard it on the album. Mm -mm, it's not on there. Oh, wow. 
hey, Grammys are no normally notorious for getting things wrong. I just couldn't. I, I, I've downloaded this song just to see what I was missing, man, and I just don't get it. But I, maybe I do squeak need to listen to a, see the video, see the visual for it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I get a little bit better understanding. Now, it, it also won for best rap performance as well. Mm. Like, I don't even get, is that what you guys, is that what you're thinking he's talking about? I never seen him perform that song. Jared, did he perform it when you, when you went to see him live? No, he didn't perform it. Maybe we're talking about the video. Okay. The video. But no, he didn't perform it live. I don't think God. they give live performance um, Grammys. I could be wrong. So I think they're talking about the video. Really? It says, you know, he won for best rap performance, best rap song. And then this dude was, he just clearly swept it. Best rap album. Now, I didn't agree with that part. <laughs> I thought he had a, I, I thought he had a good album, you know what I'm saying, but did you think it was the best of the year? Nah. Who's better? Do the, do the Grammys matter? I just just they, a question. Uh, I, I, good question, Ryan. I don't I don't think they matter. I don't think I don't think they matter. No, nah, they matter. They matter. They matter. They matter to 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 your rap peers. If you're a rapper, like like one of my favorite raps is is Snoop, right? He's never won a Grammy. So and why would that? So so if he's never won one, but yet he's considered one of the greatest rappers, how does the Grammys matter then? Because it's one of the oldest awards, uh, music awards out there. You know what I'm saying? When when you when you think about Michael Jackson, Prince, and, and Marvin Gaye winning Grammys, you want to be you want to be in that mix if. If you're a rapper there, you know what I'm saying? When it was my time, I put it down. I've won several Grammys, you know what I'm saying? But hip-hop has always been marginalized when it comes to the Grammys. Now, you talk about R&B, yeah. As a singer, yeah, the Grammys do mean something. But to me, as a hip-hop, if, if you win a Grammy, you don't win a Grammy, to me, what, what difference do it make? Because you can be hot. I mean, I mean you know, how many, how many Grammys did Tupac win? I, you know that's a great point because you know you you look into today's generation say that he was the best rapper ever. I don't even know if he was even nominated for any Grammys. You know, yeah, so he was. Coolio won. Maybe that was American Music Awards, but I, I know either American Music Awards or the Grammys. Coolio beat him out. Yeah. But do, but in order to be to be considered great, do you got to get one? Because a lot of the, the people I don't who, think so. I would say. Pac and Biggie, because of the time that they was here on Earth, they just didn't have the time to do it. But I think everybody who we consider a great has got some kind of writing credit for a Grammy, a performing Grammy, or something. They they have a Grammy. You know, when you think about Jay-Z being one of the best lyricists, but he didn't sell the most albums, but still win the Grammy. That says a lot. He has, like, out of the rappers, I think he has the most Grammys wins. You know, twelve or better, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With Will Smith being the first hip hop artist to ever win a Grammy. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I think if you win, if you get nominated, you you gonna want them praises. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you don't, yeah, you're gonna take the high road on some. Yeah, it don't matter. But if if you putting out rap or albums and, and stuff like that, you think that acknowledgement. 
Hey, I think they do matter. Uh, first of all, I think the Grammy show this year was pretty good. Um, I watched it. I enjoyed, you know, pretty much the whole show. It was interesting. I haven't watched it in a long time, but, you know, mm -hmm. it was something to see. I think it matters as long as the artist keeps showing up. I think what Hughes is alluding to, as long as the artist keeps showing up to perform and accept these Grammys and campaign and go through the whole nomination process, as long as they keep doing it, I think the Grammys still matter. You know, when I think of, when I think about the Grammys and I and I think about Nipsey being nominated for a Grammy, but Cardi B won it, right? And, and his response was that, you know, he took the high road, like, you know, man, we here, you know what I'm saying? You know, his his album didn't get a lot of uh, shine, but for the Grammys to acknowledge him, you know what I'm saying? And he come to the Grammys with, with his, I think he came with his with his daughter, his his mother, his family, you know what I'm saying? Like that picture, that's probably one of the dopest pictures I've seen a dude, you know what I'm saying? You know, his his... His his red carpet uh, photo for the Grammys, just you know how he was suited and booted, had his daughter you know suited and booted and stuff, you know. So yeah, if you get nominated, you are gonna want that, you know what I'm saying? Him and Cardi happened to get nominated in the same year, you know. She the reality rap, uh, you know, queen that 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 put out that album, and here's the street guy who who left the major label and went the independent route, you know, fifty fifty deal with Atlantic and his in his uh, imprint, you know. So yeah, it matters. It definitely matters, I think. So, best couple of a couple of our guys are real for best best rap album. Um, that Pusha T album is a better album than this Kendrick Lamar album. Would you agree? No. Here, here's here's so to me, Kendrick is doing what Tupac would have done but on a bigger scale. So at this point of his career, you know, when you reach for the conscious side of things, that's, that's like a, that's like a hip hop. No, no, you don't do that because that really doesn't sell, but mm -hmm. he's putting the content out there like that. So you got to commend him, him and J Cole. They, they do that. They don't get, they don't get that radio push, but when it comes to the tours, their friends show up. They, they show about it. They, they show up. They support. They get nominated. You know what I'm saying? It says a lot that when you can go outside the radio and still get nominated, you know what I'm saying, win awards and, and get your acknowledgement. That's, that says a lot because artists before him that, that came out that, that conscious uh, lane, they didn't get that, that publicity like that. They didn't, they didn't get that, those type of acknowledgements and stuff. But, but that's a Grammy, though. I mean, that's... That's the, that's the that's, top. That's the creme de la creme. That's a Grammy. It's a it's it's artistic more than than favorable to your listening. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's super artistic. So I would see he's a Grammy. He's he's a Grammy artist because mm -hmm. what he's saying. He's always saying something, which I get, and I, mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with that. But to win best rap song, I just don't, I just don't I don't I don't I don't coincide with. Anything for? I agree. I agree. I, I, oh I agree. man, a, a song, a, a song, a melodic song. You know, I just, I just think it was just way out of bounds, man. Way out of bounds. But you know, one of the mysteries is that who's on the voting panel when it comes to Grammys. You know, that's that's never been revealed. You know, like some people speak up on on on, on being on the you know the voting panel, but we we never knew that. You know, I think. As a kid, looking back on Michael Jackson, they set him up like in the front row, and he didn't win shit. <laughs> you know, I remember feeling that feeling like, 
Damn, Michael Jackson ain't winning nothing, but that's that's the Grammys, though. Mm-hmm. They will embarrass your ass like that. Hey, anybody feel bad for DJ Khaled? That's a joke. Nah. But no. <laughs> God did. <laughs> nah. You, you, you made a good point, Jared. That that uh that 50 hip hop uh uh performance, man, that, that was that was a good tribute. I would have liked to see more more artists, but that was a good tribute. Yeah. I I heard they worked that out to where he he I think um what's the guy who did it? Um Questlove. Yeah, Questlove originally originally he wanted fifty hip hop artists to do it. He, that was his original plan to have fifty, but they kept, you know, breaking it down, breaking it down. What it ended up being eleven? Something like that ended up doing it. Nah, it could have been more than eleven. It was okay. it was ton of people. Eleven acts or something like that? It was a ton of people. But on that on that with that that whole hip hop fifty, what do y'all feel about Scarface? That whole that whole thing with him not asking the ghetto boys. What's your thought on that? Let, let Rodney go first. <laughs> what you, what, what you come off mute, that, Rodney. Yeah, come off mute. <laughs> so let me let me recap until he gets back on. So uh, uh, Squareface appeared on the Grammys fifty. Um, 50th, 50th year of hip-hop uh, anniversary tribute on the Grammy. Scarface showed up. He did four bars, I believe. I don't know how many seconds or of that uh, of the verse of uh, my mind's playing tricks on me. Okay, fast forward. Scarface gets back to his Ghetto Boys podcast with his partner, Willie D. Uh, and Willie D confronts him, you know, live on the podcast and just basically says, you know, what's up with that? Why come you did a ghetto boy song. You didn't even tell me you were performing. This is something we discussed last week on episode 33. If you guys want to go back and listen, but you know, that's the, the gist of what happened. So Rodney, what's your take on this square face ghetto boys situation? Oh, we, we doing that again. Yeah. Uh, I missed what it. I, said. I went with Scarface. Yeah. Yeah. I went with Scarface. Okay. I, I go next. I, I said Scarface was uh, was wrong. He should have he should have reached out to Willie D. Uh, in the in the perfect world, they both rap uh, Bushwick Bill's verse. Okay. All right. My bad. I missed I missed the last pass. So I missed I missed talking about that. I'm glad to hear you guys thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just like, like like I just took it you know at face value. He said okay. he got the call. He didn't know until he got there, you know, what he was going, what they was going to do. I mean, what song he was going to do, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and perform shit. <laughs> Willie D just mad. I mean, like, like I said, like Willie D, he talking out of both sides of his mouth to me because he's saying, fuck the Grammys, you know, fuck them for margin, you know, for trying to fit 50 years of hip hop in the 14 minutes. You know, you can't do that. You can't fit 50 years of hip hop in such a short time. If it was one of those other genres, you would dedicate a whole show to it. Fuck the Grammys. But then he mad because he didn't get the call. So which yeah. one is it? I got you. You know, I got like you. he just, I mean, hey, it's we all got our slots and roles in life. Scarface is, is considered one of the top rappers of all time. Willie D ain't. He ain't getting that call. He never going to get that call. 
Scarface mm-hmm. got the call. Okay. Hey, let me add a little context to that. Ice T is talking about uh, you know the behind behind the scenes how the process work. So basically, they got a, a tape of the music, so they knew where what they were going to perform and where in the lineup. So they got a they got a call. They said, "Hey, we want you to perform. Here's how it's going to sound." So you he Ice T knew he was coming behind whoever he came behind. He knew the song that he was going. They told him the song he was going to do and how long of the song he was going to do. So my issue with Scarface is when they called him, Scarface said he got the call on Wednesday. To me, they told him, hey, we want you to come out and do this much of my mind's playing tricks on me. Scarface is sitting across from Willie D doing their podcast. Willie D says, hey, what you doing this weekend? Scarface says, I'm going to the Grammys. He never says that he's going to do to perform on the Grammys. Let, let alone, he never told him he was going to perform part of my mind's playing tricks on me. And so that's the issue Willie D had with him. You know, if we are rap partners. We've been together for 30 years plus. Why wouldn't you tell me you're performing on the Grammys and you're performing on a song that I co-wrote? You know, why wouldn't you fight to get me or at least ask, you know, if I can be involved or if, see if I want to be involved? And I don't agree with that. I think that's 100 percent wrong. I totally agree. OK. All right. Cool. Just put a, just to put a Put a bow on the Grammys. Good, Jerry. You said it was a good one of the good shows. That one of one of the better ones you've ever seen. Yeah, everybody. We didn't t- touch on Trevor. Uh, Trevor Noah. He did a good job. He was taking jabs at people, but it was light. It wasn't disrespectful, mm-hmm. and it, he was funny throughout the night. So yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, nobody got smacked. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was good. I got. I didn't watch it live, but I got a chance to watch it tape. So I thought I thought, it, I thought overall it was a good job. It was I thought it was entertaining. Um, it's funny though how you are when you're adult from a kid. Where now you can you can you've heard a lot of the music like on just stuff from just being everyday. Versus when I was a kid, I didn't have an idea if it wasn't rap. <laughs> I didn't have an idea of what was going on with the mm-hmm. whole show. But it's, it's funny now. So much music is so much universal now. You can hear stuff. And you can see people and you understand, oh, man, it's just a, a whole big thing. So I thought it was an overall good job done by the Grammys. I'll watch it again, I think. It was a good show. I ain't watch it. You gonna watch, you watch, did you watch the, uh, the, the, the clips on the, um, the 50th? No. The Hip Hop 50? No. <laughs> watch it. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, boys. Moving on, moving right along. And we had a box. We had some boxing. Boxing today, actually. Greg Paul fought Tommy Fury today in Dubai. A Sunday showdown today, a Sunday matinee. Jake Paul loses a decision, a split decision to, to Tommy Fury. First of all, everybody get a chance to take a look at it? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't see it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Squeak, you started off. What kind? Of, what was your thoughts on the fight? Uh, it was entertaining. Uh, both of them kind of gassed out. Uh, late knock, knock, knockdown. Uh, I kind of thought. Uh, I kind of thought um, Jake was going was going to get the decision. So I was really shocked that he lost a split decision. You know, uh, Tommy kind of impressed me a little bit. You know, he neither neither guy seemed scared of each other. And that's one thing about it, you know, uh, um, prior to uh, 
Jake fighting Anderson Silva, everybody's he's he's fought, he's been bigger than. So this is probably one of the opponents that was kind of youthful, had the size that that uh that Jake has that was able to match him and stuff like that. I, I could see them uh having a rematch. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it was uh entertaining enough, you know. So, you know, um this is probably good for, for Jake uh career. You know, like a little controversy, controversy sales. You know what I'm saying? It was a split decision. So I can see them running it back mm-hmm. and get more money. You know, it was entertaining. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, Paul, Jake Paul gassed out. I think to me, he got a little bit exposed. He kept ducking his head down. I think he's right to get knocked out by a better uh, boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked totally just. He said he was sick before, you know. Uh, you know, you can't really have excuses after the fight, but he did look like maybe his conditioning wasn't right. I couldn't tell. Do you guys know if that fight was outdoors or was it indoors? I couldn't yeah. tell. Look, tell. Sometimes they do outdoors yeah. in, in Dubai, so you know it's super hot out in that desert. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe that affected him, but he just looked gassed out. He looks like he's very beatable now when he fights a better boxer. Mm-hmm. But it, it was an entertaining fight. I liked um, Sean Porter calling the fight. Mm-hmm. You can tell they were pro um, Jake Paul. Yeah, on the you know the commentary. But with that knockdown, I thought he he did enough to at least win by one round or possibly get a draw. So I was a little surprised when um, Fury won by such a big big uh, margin on, on one of the judges' call, uh, cards. I think it was seventy six to seventy three. Yeah, I think you know, two car, two cars, I believe. Because normally to to get knocked down and win like a split decision, you really got to dominate. And I didn't see neither one of them guys dominating. So I was I was really shocked by the decision. It's an ugly fight, man. It was just yeah, it was, it was just an ugly fight. It looked like a real amateur fight. You know, a lot of holding. Yeah. Yeah. The whole fight was just hit, hold, hit, holding, holding, separate, separate. I mean, it was just a. That's a bad fight. It wasn't visually good at all. Um, I do think if Jake Paul fights somebody that could that that's really got some ring experience, go murder him. I mean, I don't think I, I think it was, it was just a it's a, a bad look. You know, his first fight with a real fighter, and it just you know it it was just it was just kind of lame. Um, he said he had a rematch clause, and it was funny that he has a rematch clause in his contract. But if Tommy Fury would have lost, Tommy Fury didn't have a rematch clause in his fight. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> hey, this is a, hey Jake Paul, man. He's a great white hype, man. He, he is. He's a great white hype. They need a machine. They trying to push this dude to do more than what he to, to do more than what he is. Y'all don't think he done though? Nah. I mean, you got to look at it. Yesterday, Floyd Mayweather had a fight. I think it was only 20,000 people showed up. Really? Jake Paul had a fight today. He had way more than that. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that, 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 that says a lot. You know, you're not getting hurt. You're making money. You're putting, you, you know, you're putting people in seats. So, yeah. You think he's going to continue to get people to buy? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, but the, the big cash cow is when he finds the right boxer. That he can, you know, cash out with, like a Canelo. You know, no. he ain't gonna win. Why would he's not on that level? Why would Canelo fight Jake Paul? Uh, because for for the same reason, uh, Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor fought. 
Conor McGregor was actual. I mean, I know it wasn't a boxer, but he's an actual MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jake Paul isn't. I mean, even though he's doing it, but he's he's not that. You know, you when when you pick an opponent, if they can put the uh, people in the seat, you gonna you know, it's, it's good yeah. business. Jake Paul is signed to fight in MMA also, so he can he can go MMA next. He doesn't have to go boxing, you know, to keep making money. Oh uh, yeah, he, he shit. He there'd be a rap for him in MMA. <laughs> it's gonna be a rap for him in boxing if he fight the if he can fight the right person. Yeah, that's the if though. He he won't. Right. Yeah, he won't. He'll continue to keep fighting these dudes that you know he could beat. Mm-hmm. You don't get that advantage like that in MMA. You know that that's that's the that's the real good difference between them two. You don't get to play MMA like you could kind of play like boxing and stuff. You know, you get put in a submission. It's a wrap for you. <laughs> no man, it was just it was just a slow <laughs> a a slow flight a a slow a slow flight. That I was just like, man, this dude—he's at the end of his rope. I think he done. I think he done. I think he done got the milk the most he could out of this whole fight thing. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I mean, but play. haven't we haven't we just seen it coming more and more though? You know, I thought you know he shocked me with Anderson Silva when he when he took Anderson Silva down. I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe he it shocked me though. It really shocked me. Mm. But. But but he's either knocked the opponent out or knocked him down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you seen him get hit with a clean shot yet? Like, have you seen Jake get hit with a real good shot yet? Uh, oh, boy, man, that knocked him down. Willie had him hurt. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's why I said he could he could do something in the rematch because I thought Willie was going to beat him in the rematch. And we all know how that went. Yeah. God, All right, moving on. More boxing news. The big fight was supposed to be the fight of the year has been confirmed. Tank against Ryan Garcia. Now, this one should go down as a fight of this year, right? This, you know, these guys been talking, yapping. They both got good talk game. What y'all feeling about this? Who yeah? What what do you, what'd you think? It's gonna be the fight of the year, number one. And who gonna win? Hey, first of all, has it really has it been confirmed for real this time? I thought yeah. they had a date on April twenty third. April twenty second, twenty third, something like 22nd, that. Twenty second, twenty second, twenty second. I think it's been confirmed. Yep. Yeah, it's official. Yep. I wait for the press conference to see if it's really official. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a good fight. I, I would favor Tank. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be fight of the year, um, but so far, it, um, if it, if it takes place, it it will it will be. You know, you have you have Caleb Plant and David Benavidez that's scheduled to fight uh, in March. So I don't. Yeah, I would. I think that's a better fight. But for Tank and Ryan, uh, I'm. I got. You think that's you think that's a bigger fight than this one? Uh, yeah, for boxing, for boxing fans, not not outsiders, you know, but for boxing fans, hardcore boxing fans, Caleb. Caleb versus who? Ben, ben uh, yeah, yeah. But that's what you. But it's the it's the it's the non hardcore boxing fans is who you want. That's who you want to bring in because hardcore boxing fans are going to watch boxing regardless. 
But you yeah. want to bring in that outside those free on the fringe boxing fans. You want to bring them in, and to me, Caleb Plant and who you say, David uh, Benavidez. That ain't that ain't that ain't getting it. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, that's gonna bring some. That's gonna bring some extra eyeballs that wouldn't normally watch a boxing match. Yeah. To me, to your no, to your to your point, Rodney. I'm not, I'm a friends boxing fan, and I know what you're yeah exactly what you're saying. I know Tank and Ryan Garcia. I do know Caleb Plant, but I don't know Ben Benitez. But yeah. I think this. I think that's going to be the big. And to be fair, I don't know much about this Garcia cat, but from what I hear, he's you know he's pretty good. But I think I don't think you can have a better fight outside of Spence and um, a bigger fight outside of Spence and Crawford being, which won't happen this year. Um, so yeah, I think this will probably be the biggest fight of of this year. Jared, you got any thoughts on it? I see that it's official. I see Showtime put out the post that April twenty second is the date. So I believe I believe it's gonna happen. But like he said, when you got to go past the press conference, you got to go down to the weigh-ins because Tank uh, still has a legal case uh, over his head, and if if that goes wrong, they probably you know what happened. But all that, but all of that's after like that's in May. Like all of, all of, all of those court proceedings. That's after this happen. fight. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Okay. No, I was asking. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they they fight, then he has to deal with that. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this is the fight of the year. If you don't get Earl versus Crawford this year, this is easily the fight of the year. There's nobody left. It's only right. Tank, Earl, and Crawford. Yeah. All right. You don't think Thurman and Earl would be a bigger fight than than Tank and Garcia? No. Nobody no. wants uh. Uh, one time Thurman and Earl. What about um? Uh, what about uh Haney uh, versus Lomachenko? That's a that's a good fight. That's a good one. Good fight. I don't not bigger than Tank um okay. Garcia. Tank the biggest name of is is Tank the biggest name? Is is he the biggest name in boxing right now? Yeah, outside of uh, Canelo, uh, outside of Spence. He's there because he sells out shows from city to city. Being that he's from Baltimore, but he sells out like, you know, uh, Brooklyn Arena, Atlanta Arena, you know, his hometown arena. Yeah. Do the big name. Mm-hmm. Anybody think Ryan Garcia got a chance? Everybody got a punch chance. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give him a real chance, Queen? You know, I think his trainer is going to try to make him not a tap tank. He's going to try to make him utilize his height with his speed. Ryan has a quick left hook. It's, 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 it's awkward, too. He throws it, but he throws it with his chin up. Tank just has to see if he could take it and time it. Because once he time, once he's able to time it and slip it, I think he can seriously hurt Ryan because Ryan uh, doesn't do a good job of countering, you know, and catching the counter, you know what I'm saying, which is which is what Tank can do. He can fight going backwards and fight going forward, you know what I'm saying, and he throw body shots. But Ryan throws body shots as well. So it's I don't think Ryan is scared of uh, Tank. I don't think he's scared of Dan, Devin Haney or anything like that, but I just think uh, he, has, he has some flaws with him, you know. He fights so with does, it, does this catch weight favor? Who does this catch weight favor? Uh, it 
it doesn't favor well it's it's neutral so ryan is probably bigger than tank and he's probably weighing 140 so coming down coming down um four pounds you know to 136 um both of them won't be dehydrated so that it'll be even you know what i'm saying it'll be even tank has went up to 140 before he normally fight 130 135 he's so he fought at 140 before why ryan moved up to to 140 so you know it ain't no advantage there really you don't drain the fighter so that's the good thing about it i'm worried i'm worried about hanks i mean i'm worried about tank starting slow against a bigger man that's what i'm worried about i'm you know he's a i think he's a slow starter i think if ryan just come on and just jump on him quick and it's and, and not swapping i think he can put he can get tank in trouble early I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't bet money on it, but, <laughs> but I think, I think he has a chance. I think he has more than a puncher's chance because I think he got some technique. I think he can get in. If he's bigger. I think he can get in. Cause, cause they gonna start slow. That's what he do. He, he starts slow. So I, I think Ryan Garcia can actually take that chance of him starting slow and actually get a win. So I, I got a question. I've never seen Ryan Garcia fight. So. Who? What should I go look? What fight for uh, for him should I go look up and watch to give me a good example? I mean, good a good perspective of who he is as a, as a boxer. He really found nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. So there's no there's, I can't there's no fight that you can think of that I can go pull up to watch and just see who Ryan Garcia is. Nah, okay. when when you watch one fight of his, you'll start seeing. When you just Google Ryan Garcia and just start pulling up some fights, his style stays the same. Unlike Tank, who, uh, like I said, he can fight going forward, he can fight going backwards. You know what I'm saying? He has a Tank tries to let his opponents, um, I guess, press him. He can press you back. You know what I'm saying? So he played like chess, and 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 he ain't really trying to outbox you. He ain't really trying to, you know, go go to the scorecards trying to catch you and hurt you. That's his that's his mo. He trying to catch you and hurt you. What legit fight can you say Tank has fought? Um, Gamboa, he fought Roly. He fought Roly was you big. You cannot say Gamboa, Roly. Those are not legit fighters. Gamboa, we might watch for 10 years. Roly is 135, like the biggest 135 you're going to ever see. That dude, and he hadn't lost. Roly is a big, he's a, he's a, he's a good component, man. He who has Roly fought? You said, who has he fought? Nobody. No, you don't have to fight nobody. You can tell you a good fighter, Jerry. He, he, <laughs> he just you just said Garcia hasn't fought anybody. Yeah, so right. if I was saying that to tell Ronnie that hey, it's not that his opponent's gonna show you anything. He ain't fought nobody, but he's still a good fighter. Yeah, you can have that in boxing. You can have that in boxing. Tank hasn't really fought anybody. You can't say damn Borg. <laughs> you don't think that you don't think the dude Garcia that he fought uh uh, in in December or January was good. Was good. Is that the uh, the small Mexican? Uh, New York, Mexican. What's, what's his first name? There's too many damn Garcias out there. Yeah, I, I have to see a picture of him. <laughs> no, you know they don't. They don't fight anybody. They fight about four or five good fights their whole career. Man, but between Shakur, between Devin Hanley, between uh, Ryan Garcia. Tank has fought the more balanced fighters of all those guys. 
Unless that's, what him, that's, yep. what, that's what makes him dangerous. All right. I, I think, Rodney, to your point or to your question, I don't think – I don't know if he fought anybody, but everybody's oh, he's pretty much like killed. I mean, he dominated. From well, well, I wasn't necessarily looking for um, a fight against a great opponent. I would just – He's just asking if somebody throw out a fight that, you know, that would show me, you know, who he is. So it wasn't necessarily about, you know, was it a, uh, him fighting a big name guy? It's just I wanted to, you know, see if there's one fight that you all could point to. Like, yeah, go watch the so-and-so. Watch watch when he fought so-and-so. You know, that'll show you who he is. But I'm, I'm, I'm still going to look him up because I, I want to be well-versed in Ryan Garcia when this fight comes. I need to watch some Tank, too, because I, re- I mean, I've watched some of his fights, but he really ain't been on my radar like that. So I need to I need to circle back and see what he all about. I wasn't all that impressed with that last fight. Because he hasn't fought anybody. <laughs> I'm like you. I just went and looked up Garcia uh, highlights to kind of see what was going on. And you uh, said you have a good point. I've been wanting to see uh, Tank fight somebody bigger with skill to see what happens. So now you, didn't see, you didn't see that when he fought Raleigh? No, Raleigh <laughs> is no is not a good fighter, man. You didn't see you didn't see when he moved up to one forty and fought Mario Burris. I think that's the guy who gave him problems, right? That's the, out with a body shot. But he was giving getting problems from him before that, right? Mm. I, I could have these guys wrong, so I have to see, you know, their face. Yeah, you, you, you're right because he he wasn't for sure when he stepped up to 140 if he could take the power. So once he realized that that he could take, he started putting pressure and catching Mario. Is that the dude he uh, stopped the body shot? Yep. What was his name? Mario Bur- Burris. That's who uh, Barrios. I'm sorry, Mario Barrios. Barrios. Okay. That's who uh, Keith Thurman fought. And him and Keith Thurman went all went twelve with a twelve round ten, ten, 10 or twelve rounds. Okay, no knockdown. But Keith Thurman rocked him, but you know, Devontae stopped him. All right. Yeah, I was I was familiar with that fight, and that um, and that's the one Tank. I thought that he was starting to get problems because Tank was actually losing rounds in that fight. Yeah, he was. He was he losing was. rounds in that fight, and he was just looking for the one, like you said, Squeak. He was, he he could start looking for that one to take you out. And can start losing rounds by not boxing. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, Brian Garcia get on them early with that size. You make him wear them down a little bit. I've been thinking about Isaac Cruz this whole time. That's what I've been thinking about. They okay. kind of gave That's him the problems. Do, Pitbull. Yeah, he kind of gave he, him problems in the beginning. Yeah, he heard his hand against Pitbull. It was a, it was a good close fight. So you give no, you give Garcia no chance on squeak. I ain't say that because it's boxing. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember how I felt about Roy Jones fighting Antonio Toro. And it didn't go how I thought it would. You know, the bo- boxing is tricky. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he has a he has a puncher chance. He has the size. But I don't think he has the – I don't think he has the actual skill set. He hasn't been in there with the opponents that Tank has been in there with. I don't think Garcia is like a dog like, like I feel – uh, Tank is a dog because th- that opponent that Jared just brought up, I saw Cruz. That cat was on Tank ass. He's more aggressive than, than Tank ass was, and Tank had the box just to, just to to get the decision, you know. And that cat been begging for a rematch. Mm-hmm. Jay, what? Jay, you ain't give us an answer. Who you think? Um, who you, who you think do you think you give? Do you think you give him a chance? Do you give him a chance? Yeah, I give Garcia a chance. A chance? Yeah. But you think Tank can win? 
Um, in Vegas. I'm I'm on the fence. Like Rodney, man, I can't call it. I haven't seen a whole lot of um I've seen more workout videos of Ryan Garcia than actual fights. So I can't really say how how it's gonna come out. But yeah, I give him a chance based on what I have seen. And like Hugh said, I don't think he's afraid of him at all. I like the bigger man, bigger skilled man against uh Tank. If I had to bet, let me let me just give a definitive answer. If I had to bet, say a hundred bucks, I'm pay, putting that hundred bucks on Garcia. I take that bet. <laughs> I said if I had to bet. Oh, okay. in Vegas, I mean, but we still. I mean, well, we February 26th, so we right. still got uh, you know, a little less than two months. So you know that gives, that'll give me time to watch more Garcia and and have a more informed opinion in you know one of our later podcasts. Perfect. Yeah, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't a sports podcast, mm-hmm. but I want to. I just want to slip this in because I, I just really want to talk talk about this Eric Bieniemy thing, man. Okay. You know, he he's he's you know we talked about him and about in previous episodes. Yeah, he takes a job, a OC job. He takes a lateral. He does a lateral move. Mm-hmm. Well, in 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 title, it's a lateral move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To go to to Washington and be mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. like I, I don't get it. Like, why would you do that? Sometimes you got to step back to to step forward. Man. But when you're stepping back as a black man, you ain't taking a step back. You taking four or five steps back. Because. Mm-hmm. If he goes there and he bonds with Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz or whoever the fuck the quarterback is, he's he's never going to get another opportunity for a head coaching job. Shit, he didn't get one two, three years ago. He just got it. At least he's on the Kansas City Chiefs and he's tired. I mean, mean, to me, would you rather stay with something that you know is going to be good for the next five, ten years, or next well, well up to like this next five years, or go to somewhere where you're gonna you're it's an eight it's a ninety percent chance you're gonna fail because you don't have the talent there. Well you gotta you gotta say it like this. Do you stay where you at for the next five years when you see your other counterparts do the same thing you do and then land head coach jobs? So that's where you have to take the risk as 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 a black man because you have to do some 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 icky risky shit. You know what I'm saying? Where your counterparts have, are doing the same exact thing you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Relaying the the offensive play to the quarterback, and they are landing head coach jobs. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, he can't get to the bottom. He's already at the bottom. If if he bombs in Washington, it's no different from him staying there the next five years. And the Chiefs, he'd never get the job. All the credit goes to Andy Reid. So, so in this so position, now he's going to get all the blame. <laughs> he's going to get the blame and the credit. It's going. It's going. There's no credit. There's no credit when there's no talent. So listen, the the talent that the talent that's in the Chiefs should have been enough to land him a head coaching job, and it did. Of course, of course. So you have no other choice, Ryan. You can't ride this shit out. You because it ain't going to come to you. You have to make a move. But that ain't the move to make, though. <laughs> but it's the only move. Listen, it's the only move that they gave him. The only opportunity. So if 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 my so if if my options are stay with the Chiefs or go to the go to Washington, 
I'm staying with the Chiefs. But do you want to be a head coach? Huh? Do you want to be a head coach? That ain't happening for him. So that ain't happening for him. I think I'm with you, Squeak. You, if I believe, I think he believes there was no, there was no option. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you got to be back against the wall. Because, because Ronnie, how you saying it? You, 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 you leaving out that part where the other motherfuckers get these head coaching jobs. That fucks with you. That really fucks with you because you know you're better than them, or or you at least you think you are. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting the opportunities that they get, so you got to go out here and, and 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 put yourself in this situation. You don't have that. You don't have the talent that you had in Kansas City. It's okay. You just have to put some points on the board. You can't play. You have to. You have to produce a, a decent offense. Hopefully, he has the tools. But that ain't that ain't the place to do it. I, I I agree with you. You got you. You know, in order for him to get over that hurdle and be a head coach, yeah, he gonna have to get up there on his own. But that ain't the place to go. You can ride that. You can ride that shit out one more year and see what see what comes well, up next year. Mm-hmm. But that's my point. Is that's not the place to go because they. Everything's fucked up in Washington. As yeah. far as from 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 top to bottom, everything's fucked up. That's a fact. So that ain't the place to go. Try to go cut your teeth at. That's mm-hmm. that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree too. Along along with that, um, do y'all do y'all ever listen to Shady McCoy? Like Shady has a show. I, I try not to. Yeah. Corny. I don't really I don't really fuck with him. Right, but you know he has some really kind of disparaging shit to say about. Eric yeah. Bieniemy, man. Yeah. yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like, it, like he don't know what he like. Almost. He so I, gotta give, I, I gotta give Shady some some credit, right? Some credibility because you know he's a he he played at a high level. He played football at a high level for a lot of years. He was actually mm-hmm. the highest played running back for a while. So he played the the he played the position or played football at a high level. And he's and coming he on in Kansas City. He's there in Kansas City. Yeah, he's in Kansas City. He's there. He's there saying like, "The enemy ain't it." He know he's the first guy that you ever say, "The enemy ain't it." You know, it's Andy Reid's show. I, I I barely knew the dude was there. You I, know I what heard that. That's, that's that's some disparaging shit. You know what I'm saying? That's some disparaging shit. Um, so that, that would that would that would show up in the interview though. Is this cat just can't interview? I mean, that definitely, that definitely would show up in the interview if your title, you're not what your title said you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know, man. I'm on a fence, but Rodney, to bring me about the point, that's, he can't, if he wants to head coach, he's going to have to do something. But I, he did take a bad, that's a bad job. Yeah. Like, he could have easily rolled rolled that Kansas City gravy train for one more year mm-hmm. and just see what you know, see what pops available next year. Because we always know we know you know six or seven jobs come up each year for his head coaching positions, and then you know there might be an opportunity to be an OC somewhere else. You know, just Washington that just ain't the, that ain't that ain't that ain't the. But I I, I, think, I, I think. Well, I think once you win that Super Bowl, you, you have to strike right the irons hot. And I think that with the Washington, what he's trying to do is just use that as leverage. I don't but know. His iron, his iron ain't, ain't never hot, though. <laughs> Shit, it, it, it landed him what's, what's considered a, a lateral move where in the past he never got that. 
he he never got that 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 type of offer. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he interviewed, but he did interview for head coaching positions, though. Yeah, I mean, shit. Who knows if it was five minute interviews, two minute interviews? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he ever did like like um, second or third interviews, or, or was coming down to like the, the 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 final two candidates or something like that. You know, but shit, they don't they don't do no damn second or third interviews. They do one interview and they pick who they want. Yeah. They don't they they don't do no two or three. Listen, he had his back pent against the wall, man. Like, I mean, I've said it. In previous shows, there got to be something else going on with this dude that we don't know about. But, but listen, I liked his press conference, to be honest. I thought he had good energy in the press conference. I, I thought he handled the head coaching question very well, you know. I, That's I another he, thing. How many offensive coordinators, new offensive coordinators, do you see have press conferences? You're right. That says a lot. Either either they're prepping him to replace Riviera with this cancer thing, or because you know they did a whole lot to make him say assistant head coach, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in charge of the offense. You know, they've done a lot to prop him up, and I get that because they didn't want to show it, they didn't want to make it look like a lateral move. But you know, he got a he got an increase in pay, he got another title, an, an assistant an assistant head coach title. I don't know if they promised him that, you know, this go good, Riviera going to probably step down because of health. It's a lot of stuff, but but what Keith just digging in my car is just, you know, you got a player, a high uh, – a player, because it's all supposed to stick together, right? You got a player out there saying, no, nah, man, this dude ain't – this dude ain't it. <laughs> I see why he ain't coaching, you know, so – I didn't like that from Shady. I'm not going to even front. I I didn't like that from him, you know. I didn't like it either. But that's that's barbershop talk that you keep, you know, that you keep in the barbershop. You know, everybody know your word is your word is mom. But you saying that on you saying that on TV, man. Yeah. You know, I I don't like that. Keep keep that in the house. It's Black History Month. (laughs) So you saying keep it, keep it in house because it's black on black? Yeah. He throwing them out of the bus. I mean, yeah, what, yeah, what did that, what did that do? You know what I'm saying? What did that for Shady? He didn't have to do that. Like, nah. I guess he. No, had no, to- no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying one, one's right or wrong, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just answering, I'm just asking. Just so if you're, uh, you're a commentator and you get paid to give your take, mm-hmm. and they ask you, Eric Bieni, okay, say it, you played under Eric Bieni. You was there, for, you you know. You was there for three years and played under him and saw him work. You know, is you know, is he is he head coach material? You know, is, is you know what's going on with him? And then you say you so you lie and say, oh, he's excellent, or do you give your honest opinion? I don't think you gotta even be he excellent. You can say something like, oh, that's a, he 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 he's part of a great he's a part of a great team. I mean, I enjoyed my time in Kansas City. There are a bunch of great coaches in Kansas City. I thought. I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. So that answer, so that answer right said, there, you keep saying he deserves a, a head coach job, but he took it well, a step further. Well, your answer, well, you said your answer throws dirt on him. When you talk yeah. about he's part of a great team, and there's a lot of great coaches and all that, so you can even even in being politically correct, you still burying him. I, I get it. I, I get it. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how. I mean, you honestly, 
if you not if you don't tell the truth, then you got to lie. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah. So it's, if if that's true, what Shady is saying, there's a lot of players that are you know are lying. You know, because Mahomes say he's the dude. Kelsey say he's of course they're in house. Mm-hmm. Why would Andy? Why would Andy Reid lie though? Like what? What do Andy Reid get out of like you know trying to big him up when when if he really don't do shit? You know what I'm saying? Like Andy don't get nothing out of that. You know, trying to you know put it out there that 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 he is the guy. You know, he's the guy. You know what I'm saying? He he's behind this. He's behind that. And they don't get nothing out of that. You know, if you want to if, if you're the head coach, you big up your staff. Because you want them, you because you do that so they can get jobs. Right. Yeah. 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 You're not gonna you're not gonna downplay, you know, your 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 OC, well OC in name. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, that, that motherfucker don't do shit. Shit, I'm calling the plays. <laughs> he just relay that shit to, to Pat. I'm the man. You don't do that. So you would be like, oh, Eric, Eric is man. He he great, man. He's an integral part of this team. He's whatever, whatever. You know, you build him up. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm just interested just to see how, you know, you know, I'm rude. when I'm you're rude. a commentator, they want they want you to give a hot take. But if they'll take too hot, then motherfuckers would be like, oh man, he ain't got to say that. You know? yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's the way you say it. It's the way you said, you know. So it's it's the same way you if you were talking about an ex, you know, you you don't want it to hit so personal. It's, it's the way you said. We had a good time. We, you had a good time. I was together. You know what I'm saying? Wish nothing but the best. But to that point, right? But to that point, I bet these GMs and these people who are doing this research on coaching candidates, they're calling ex players and they're asking. So I bet you they're getting a lot of a lot of real answers. You know, off the record. You know what I'm saying? So well, shit, that can't be said because it's a bunch of these damn offensive coordinators that, that don't know shit when they become head coaches. We just saw that in we just saw that in, in, in Denver. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We looking at it again in, in 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 Vegas with the Raiders. But look, that look, that Denver that Denver head that Denver offensive court. Head coach, former office coordinator, just got an office coordinator job. Just got one. It's all about who you know. Shit. Oh, God. All right. I just want to, I don't want to make this a sports podcast, but I just wanted to yeah, throw that, that in. We was, was on sports, so that was good. I was, Thanks, I, was puzzled by, I was puzzled by that move. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. All right. Next, next quick, guys. Talk versus a little bit. There was a big versus announced. <laughs> Diddy. Versus Jermaine Dupree. This could this could be probably one of the biggest verses of all time. Um, both of these are super producers. You know, for a long for a long time, Diddy thought that Jermaine wasn't equal competition. I don't know what changed, but all of a sudden, he was like, "Let's do it." I don't know. Quickly, y'all, who who, who you got in this battle, man? Who y'all think better, Diddy or, or JD? I think yeah, Jermaine Dupree. I think yeah. Jermaine Dupree is better. Same here. Now, does he have the? Does he have the enough hits to go toe for toe? Uh, what you got? <laughs> Crisscross the bread. 
Uh, he got Ludacris. We welcome to Atlanta. I mean, I think yeah. if we went, if we didn't did some digging, you know, we 20, 20, Does he have twenty songs that can go up against Diddy? It's gonna be hard. Let me let me ask y'all this because I'm, I'm I really don't know this. Is Diddy like a like a producer? Like, is he like a is he like a beat producer and all that stuff, or he more of like just a a song to an executive producer? What is he? Put, I look at him as an executive producer. He's, nah, ex- he's, he's a producer. He produced uh, American Gangster that entire album. Yes, I he's saw that. Producer. I was doing the research for that. And I saw that. I'm like, huh? And it who, threw me off. Who was that? Uh, Diddy. Diddy. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Look at those. He produced about eight of those songs. Yeah. No, he didn't. His name is on it. His name is on it. You want to put five on it? He can't (laughs) produce shit. He he was sitting in the studio with the producer and put his name on it, but he didn't produce anything. Here's the thing. thing. So when we think producers, I I used to think that was the beat player, like the person that makes the beat. That's not the producer at all. Now some some producers can make beats, but a producer gets a beat player, add a horn here, he puts the sounds, he puts the melody together, he puts the whole track together. He don't have to be the the music man and stuff like that. That's what Diddy does. He has a sound for for, for this. Uh, That's what he does. I'm with Jay on this one. Hey, I was looking. He has when he he put his touch on this rap for American Gangster. Yeah. He has producing credits on the side. He has producing credits on Biggie, on Locks, on all kinds of stuff he didn't produce on. Suge Knight is executive producer on all death row shit. But see, <laughs> executive producer and producer are two different things. Executive producer is the budget of that right, album. Right. That's that's all that that's the person writing the check for the label. That's the executive producer. They're funding this particular project. The producer is putting the musicians together. Like James so, Brown, he's a producer. So if the Hitman produced the album, they produced the song. They the, right. They the producer of the song, but you're right. telling me Diddy is the producer of the song. So because he, produ- he comes Diddy. in and, and puts a hi-hat on something or he hits a symbol <laughs> or some shit, so he's the He's the producer. So what, yeah, because what he that's called that's called co-producing. What he would do, what he would do is tell you, keep playing that, loop that back, and put the horn right here. Now, as a producer, you like, man, it sounds good right here, but when he put his touch on it, it makes it what it is. You know, that, that's what James Brown was doing. He was making his musicians take me to the bridge and all that shit. That's what that's that's producing. That's what producing is. It's not what we thought, just make the beat and you know you so can work. So what is that? If I make the beat, that's a beat maker. That's a beat maker. You're a beat maker. That's a true beat maker. Now you could, you could, you can make your beat. Kanye, so Kanye is a beat maker. That's what he is, and he gives other artists that's in the studio with him credit on him on songs for for their input and the sound that they bring. That's what he is. Give him credit for writing his verses. That too. Yeah, that too. (laughs) But I, I, I don't know about that. Other part, but okay. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't look at Diddy as as a producer at all. He just, you know. So you think know. Jermaine Dupri makes all the beats? Because he don't. He does not he make don't. all the beats, but he's made more than Diddy and wrote more <laughs> songs than Diddy. I mean, we clearly know, we clearly know that no one makes all the beats. 
So let's so, get back to let's Prince, get back to the yeah, versus topic. He won't beat Diddy in no versus. By no means. He may be talented, but he won't beat Diddy in no he won't beat Diddy in no in no verses. He may be more talented. He could write, he could rap. He may sing. Shit. <laughs> His ass ain't gonna beat Diddy. He don't have the hits. He's gonna kill Diddy in the verses. Hold on before you go. He's gonna right. kill Diddy in the verses surely by the number of people that will show up and support him and perform the songs. Man, Jay Z ain't coming. He don't need so, money anything. This is what I thought. I thought like until I start seeing like what you was explaining, Hughes, mm-hmm. about producing, I thought it would be a landslide, JD. But if you just go off where he's credited as producer, yeah. uh Diddy. It's man, it's unbelievable, man. You know, it's like JD ain't got one top song that can be any of Biggie's catalog. It's it's all bad boy, all Jodeci. It's I mean, it's that Jodeci shit. Like it's, right. it's stupid. I mean, it's a stupid amount of stuff that he's he's credited as producer on that he could. It's un, it's unreal. So until until I actually just heard that and, and listened to you all. I thought JD would be would run away with it, um, but then yeah. as you look at these man, forever my lady, like Honey, Mariah Carey song he's producing, uh, P Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, just, it was just a crazy amount of songs, man. Unbelievable Sweet amount of fantasy. songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, those samples sure go hard. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean. But, but I mean, that, that, you know, I pull an old Elder Boy sample and pretty much play it verbatim, and it's a hit. I get it. You talking about Sadie? Yeah. That's what I was saying last week. It's that familiar song. It's the cheat code. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. That's what Ralph started off of, the cheat code. Mm-hmm. Then you have to grade him on that curve, though. He's not a producer. Hey, American Gangster. I just read the story. Jay Z went to um, Diddy. Diddy said, "I have a bunch of these soul samples. Those soul samples came from the Hitman. Hitman. Diddy didn't produce shit. He has a associate <laughs> credit, associate producer credit, because he brought the beats to Jay Z. But the Hitman did it. He stopped his name on it. He did not produce anything. So when you but, say Hitman, who? What uh, producers are you talking about? Are you talking about Stevie J? Yeah, it's all the people who did. Man, um, get out of here, Stevie J. Oh, D Dot, D Dot. He was um, mm-hmm. he he's one of the hitmen. Um, Chucky Booker. Yeah. yeah, all them, all of you know, the puffy. Let I mean, me uh, Oh gosh. Let me, let me just, five on. Just just read it and send me five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I got the album. I got the album. So, it, it, but he is right. Jay. He is producer. He is no, he's a like, like I think somebody said he put a symbol. Hey, put a symbol right here, put a horn right here. Hey, what do you think about using this song? That kind of producer, but the actual musician who makes the music is not him. <laughs> he's I never said he was the musician. It's like uh, <laughs> right. Irv Gotti is listed as a producer on one of DMX's biggest songs, and the guy who actually produced it came out. Oh, um, uh, I, I think so. And said, yeah. "No, I think it was somebody, somebody else." 
it was a lesser known producer and said basically he produced it, but he, you know, he took his credit for the song. So that's oh, the I, kind I of producer remember, did I remember seeing on the math, math half for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, that. I, I can't remember that guy's name. Oh, the guy. Oh, the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're talking about. But I got I got a, my vote for for Diddy in the verses. I, think I mean, yeah, to. I mean because he's he's a, I mean he got more commercial hits, obviously. But I think we'll be surprised. Like we, it don't it don't jump out at us right now. But I think JD got a lot of hits. They just don't jump out at us at this particular moment. But he got a lot. Of things got play it. Are they doing? Are they just doing songs that they produce, or songs that they're featured on, or they don't have a criteria? It, it, I don't know what the criteria is there, but you would think it's just like their best songs produced, or you know, uh, produced or artist on, or or they they actually did the you know the the, the heavy lifting on. Because mm. uh, he did. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, say. Nope. Nope. I'm good. I right, go ahead. So I think a lot would depend on where they where they do it at too. Man, they was talking about like a stadium, trying to do it yeah, like a stadium. I think they're doing that Atlanta. <laughs> well, see that's that's that that's an unfair advantage. <laughs> if they're doing it in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's got to be like L.A. to be neutral. Yeah, you got you got to do somewhere neutral. You can't do New York. You can't do Atlanta. It got to be somewhere neutral because if you if you do it in Atlanta. That crowd gonna give you more energy for JD. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. And JD brings out Usher. He's gonna burn down about six of um, Diddy songs off the top. They from, they they do Welcome to Atlanta in Atlanta. Yeah, that's just over. That's yeah. <laughs> all he got. That's all he got, man. You gotta understand. You gotta understand. Diddy been down to Atlanta breaking bread with the guys, man. Oh he, man, he <laughs> like King of Come on, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling. I'm telling you. Hey, what about that, that? That's not going. That's not going to overshadow someone that's from there. I get. I get. Diddy did a lot of business in Atlanta, but he ain't Atlanta. He ain't got no hits with other than Ludacris. JD don't have no hits with none of them uh, Atlanta artists. He ain't got no hits with Outkast, Goody Mob, none of them Atlanta artists. Yeah, yeah got him a white tee. He'll bring that out. Yeah. The white tee and the, what's the other one? The the franchise boys had. Oh, I think they like me. They like me. play. They play that in Atlanta. It's a rap. You don't think you don't think Atlanta like uh, all about the Benjamins? No, not like JD songs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck no, man. Then he gonna bring all them old seventies. Fucking samples and be looking stupid. I think, you know, I think he can beat them, man. Like then he gonna have to he gonna have to make amends with a lot of them motherfuckers on Bad Boy in order to make this thing work. Because now if he bring out now if he if he bring out Mace on some shit, you know, that'll kind of swing things back in his direction. Cause I think JD can bring out a bunch of motherfuckers. He can bring out everybody he's ever worked with except. Uh, and the young man from crisscross that passed away, mm-hmm. right? But then, but then, did he do the bad boy tour last year or the year before that or something? Well, last year, I mean, they did a bad boy tour, but yeah, he's a, he should be in good standards. Mm, we'll see because <laughs> <laughs> everybody talk about this dude like he the devil, but you know, 
They show up for their, con- their, their, their reunion concert check, though. Right. I <laughs> need a check. Yeah. You know, Danny was on like Rick Ross shit, man. He's just so, he, he's he everywhere, man. He on a lot of shit. Hey, he the it's one who helped the locks. He the one who helped the locks go to Dipset. Mm-hmm. He from Harlem. He did what? He the one who helped the locks the locks go at Dipset. What you mean? He so, produced some beats. <laughs> no, he was telling them he was he, he put the bug in them in a ear to to do those to for Jay to kiss to do those freestyles. That's what hey, that's what brought the house down. That's what brought that damn house down. Gee, go, go back and look at it. That's what brought the house down. Oh my god. <laughs> he counted he counted Cameron New York song with Ja Rule's New York song. Oh man. Oh shit. I mean, so when is this gonna happen? Well, well they haven't announced the day for yet. Uh, but they say it's coming. They, they're trying to figure out, I think, a venue for it. But they they talking, they're talking like it's going to be the biggest venue. They they talking like a stadium. They're talking like Super Bowl size. I mean, it's just like silly so, that's coming out. So are these the two – is there another pairing of producers that could top this one? Because what, what we, we've had Swiss versus Timberland, right? That's the only other one, right? Which they should redo. Which they should redo. Think on, on I th- which, I, which I think they should redo. They had about three, two or three uh, battles said. Oh, have they? Yeah, they oh, did. Once. Not I on was, a big scale though. Yeah, no, nah, I'm talking about Jay. It was at a concert DJ and shit. Yeah, Play, but that was but that was early on before they yeah. kind of fixed the format. But you're right. So, so was there another pairing of producers that could top the D? You, you know the answer. You know oh, the answer, right? right. You know right. the answer, but he won't do it. It's Dre and whoever else, Timbaland or somebody. Premier. How? What do you think about that one? D, uh, pr- uh, Primo versus Dr. Dre. You don't have the hits for Dr. That's Dre. That's a Yeah. Pr- Primo. Huh? Uh, Premier's too underground. Yeah, he don't have the hits for, for Dr. Dre. He can make a beat, but he don't have the hit, hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Timber can beat Dr. Dre in the verses. No, sir. Hits. Timber wow. can beat Dr. Dre? No, yeah, sir. Timber got more hits than Dr. Dre. No. He, Dr. Dre probably make better beats, but Timberland got more like hits. I would go to I would go the opposite direction. I think Timberland's a better beat maker. Uh, matter of fact, I know he's a better beat maker. Yeah, he got more number one hits. He's Dr. a better beat maker, but okay. So what are what are Dre's hits? Go ahead, list them off. Or Dre, Dre's hits, or most of his does most of his hits come with Eminem and, and Fifty and in that era, or is it the the pre, you know, the NWA era? Where where did his hits come? You gonna go? You gonna go Mary J? You going Snoop? He's if it, if it were to happen, you gonna hear some NWA stuff. Um, but he never produced no number one for Snoop. Snoop they don't have to be number yeah. one. Just, just recognizable real. big songs. They don't have to be number one on the uh, on magazines. <laughs> I know you use that as your test. <laughs> so he can bring out Mary J for Family Affair. Bring, bring he can bring Game. He can bring Game terms. He can bring Fifty. He can bring Eminem. Obviously, uh, he can pop one. He probably could do. He probably could do twenty without even playing an NWA song. Yeah. DOC, you can get him, play a song. 
play Ice Cube a song. What's uh, what's that song Ice Cube they did back in the day? Yeah, am I iller than it? Yeah. Tupac. Tupac songs. Yeah, kill uh Timlin. So so there so there is no other there's no other producer who could there's no producer that could go head up with Dre. Is that what I'm hearing? I would think Kanye. Oh. I would think Kanye versus Dr. Dre would Ooh. be an amazing battle. You forget I forget about Kanye. I can, I can agree with that. I forget I about you. That's a good one. Kanye and Dre, that would be a that would be Yeah, yeah. I mean, but not even talking about the number of hits and figuring out which one just Kanye versus Dr. Dre in the verses, that would be the biggest verses in the history of the series. Agreed. I think so. I agree. Yeah. I think you get Kanye to do it with almost anybody that's on his level because they've been talking about like Drake and Kanye, the ultimate ultimate uh kind of verses. Diddy Diddy and Kanye would be a great versus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Kanye, man, that dude. Kanye got a good catalog. Kanye just. I, I mean, I understand that, but I'm just trying to think because you don't want to. You don't want to get people that where it's cross contaminated, where they got the same people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You want kind of different, but, but that's what you want to do, though. You like, okay, we're gonna we're going to the J catalog. You play your best J record. I'm gonna play my best J record. And you you see which one hit the most, like in a Dipset and in, in Locks, you know when 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 um when when the Locks when the when Dipset came with the Jay Z New York record, place went crazy. Mm -hmm. But when the Locks loaded up that, you know what I'm saying that that ja Rule New York shit, it just changed the game right there. So yeah, that that's a that's a good part to add, you know. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think. I think I don't. I think Kanye may Kanye may be the only person that don't have an equal at versus. I think in my mind, he may. I, be, I, would, I would agree. He may be the only person that don't have an equal. I think he could be. I think he could be hey. JD. Who? JD. Kanye. You say Kanye doesn't have an equal in, in versus, versus in a versus arena. I don't think as far as beats or overall. Yeah. Every overall, Jay Z. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now nah, Jay Jay would never do verses. We know he'll never. Yeah, do we it. just theory. In theory, in theory. Yeah, I, mean, I know he'll never do it. In like Dre's never gonna do it. But he said Kanye yeah. doesn't have a match. Uh, yeah, he do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a match. That's a match. I, 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 that'd be a great match. Great match in a versus format. Yeah, he will lose. I mean, Kanye will lose. I don't know about that. He would. It depends on what Jay pick. My first song, <laughs> huh? <laughs> the Kanye produced song. My first song. If he pick, if he picked that shit, Ky I mean, Jay could damn near win the motherfucker without even getting to, you know, American Gangster. Like he don't have to. He only he, he doesn't have to go that far, and he could win. Nah, this ain't good. Like he could, he could damn near stop at Blueprint and win. This ain't Gucci, where where where, where uh, Jeezy played one album and be, and be Gucci. But see, now. the thing about it, he he got so many features that he wouldn't have to necessarily go deep in his catalog. 
Are you talking about Jay Z? Yeah. 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 No, that's interesting, man. This this verse is interesting. You know, Diddy called out Dr. Dre for the longest, and Dr. Dre was like, "Man, <laughs> he called out like he wouldn't do Jermaine Dupri. Y'all ever heard about that? He wouldn't do. They was beefing a little bit because mm-hmm. he he said that Jermaine Dupri didn't have enough hits to even be. So I think he did, a, he, did, he did a diss song. Him and Eminem did a diss song on Jermaine Dupri. Who Diddy? No, Dr. Dre and Eminem. Uh huh. They did a song on Eminem's album, dissing Jermaine Dupri. Oh, really? Yeah, that was yeah. that was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. I know that. I know that. But shit, we talk about Diddy. Yeah, Dre, Dre, Dre fall in that same category. That motherfucker, what? he he he, he kind of like motherfuckers. Everybody else do the beat, and he come in and. He add a little bit here, add a little bit there. He sprinkle, you know, he sprinkle a little bit, and everybody say it's him. So oh, he in that same category. <laughs> yeah, I heard the same thing. <laughs> That's why I say I think Timbal, like Timbaland is, I think Timbaland is a true beat maker, a true yeah. producer. Mm-hmm. Like he making the beat, he crafting it, he doing the whole thing. He he ain't coming in at the twenty third hour, you know, adding something here and like, all right, now it's ready. I think Pharrell does the same thing too, though. Pharrell, Pharrell, you think I he think does he, what? I think he'll make be a, a good, a good, a good yeah. producer. Yeah. yeah, make a beat. You know, like I think Timberland has them like like create beats. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, like you don't you don't hear you don't hear his beats nowhere. You know they're 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 pretty authentic to him. They're not samples. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. He make them authentic beats. That'd be good, man. That'd be good. All right, gentlemen. I think we done uh, did enough about that. I'm sure that that'll come more and more podcasts as they get as they start to ramp up this verses. Boys, Black History Month will be ending in a couple of days, so I thought it'd be a uh, just a, a nice topic for us to kind of talk about. You know, some you know just something Black History related. You know, as I as I kind of thought about Black History overall. You know, we we just dope, man. We just we just a dope people. We do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff um, that contributed to the building of the United States. Um, but I know there are some people who get overlooked, and I just kind of wanted you all to just kind of just share somebody you may have thought as you learned coming up in school, as you learned through just speaking with other people. Um, is there anybody that you think? That gets overlooked, you know, because you know you hear, you know, the 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 uh, the, uh, the Martin Luther Kings, the Rosa Parks, so uh, you know those type. You you, you kind of hear those names, and, and they should be heard because they you know they contributed a lot to what we are today. But is there any anybody you guys think that gets a little overlooked when we talk about Black History? I do. Let me leave this off. I had to look his name up. Um, give you guys a chance to think about it. I heard this. I don't know if you guys listen to the comedian Godfrey's podcast or probably his podcast more than his stand up. But he's big into black history, black facts. And mm-hmm. he said something I never knew. But this thing we're talking on, these microphones were invented by a black man. His wow. name is James West. 
Mm-hmm. I hope I say this right. He's a inventor and acoustician. Mm-hmm. Acoustician, however you say that. 250 U.S. and foreign patents, but a black man invented the microphone. So yeah, I would never have even known that if I didn't hear Godfrey say that. That's so dope. Yep. So dope. I'm. I'm a. Uh, I'm a go. So this is a. So this is a person y'all clearly have heard of before, but I just didn't realize how, how deep this dude is, man, or how instrumental he was into just you know. Black people coming to be, it's it's Frederick Douglass, and I know everybody knows who Frederick Douglass is, but y'all realize that Frederick Douglass was uh, he's the reason that there's basically a Black History Month. Yep, because his birthday February, right? Yeah, his birth, and then, you know, it's, it was a birthday he gave himself because you know he was slave. a slave. He, you know, he, he broke away from slavery, became one of the greatest abolitionists of all time, but he gave himself. February 14th as a birthday. Um, and when they were thinking about Black History or Negro History Week, um, they used his his example as birthday and Abraham Lincoln's birthday as the way they should start it. So that was something dope I didn't know. I also, know he, I also found out he was the most photographed African-American in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. He, he, he intentionally didn't smile on any picture that he was ever photographed in because he didn't want a narrative going about going going across the uh, of the world of we're just a happy slaves you know he wanted everybody to know pissed off about it it was serious so he never wanted to smile on any one of his pictures um he was the first um black person to receive a presidential vote in 1888, I mean, this dude, and there's some stuff that you know they grazed by when we were coming up right. in our history book. But man, I just took a deep dive in him. And that dude, man, he, he's unbelievable. He's so he's published so many books, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make it a point to go out and grab one of his books and try to read it. I know it's a little tough. You know, back then the writing was a little little tough, but I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go out and try to read it. But that was one I wanted. To, Talk to you guys about also an honorable mention. There was we talk about you know um, Jackie uh, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. There was a uh, a lady by the name of Mamie Johnson who was the first. Uh, she was in the Negro League. She was actually in the Negro League. She's the first woman in the Negro League. So not only she was a black person, but she was a black woman. To play in the Negro leagues as a pitcher, and I just thought that was dope, man. So, there's a couple of things that was just kind of as Black History Month ends. I wanted to kind of talk to, about who else got somebody. I got two people. I'm gonna go next. So, my first guy is Reginald Lewis. You really hear about his name, and you really, you know, hear about who he is. He's he's like the fa- first black billionaire. Had TLC. Um, Patrice Food, International Foods uh, deal and stuff like that. Uh, I think this date back to the to the 80s and stuff like that, you know. Um, the other person I have is um, a woman by the name of um, Annie Malone, you know, oh, yeah. first millionaire. You know, we didn't learn that in school, you know what I'm saying? Her, um, 
her business, her entrepreneurial spirit, you know, how, how she went about doing her business cash, cash basically, you know, when we grew up, you know, we, we knew about Avon, but Avon had that style from, from her, you know what I'm saying? She had, she solved a problem in in United States about black women, her and stuff like that, you know, high school dropout, 11th grade education. And she built the plant that was directly across from Sumner High School, which is her Provo College. You know, my mom, a uh, yearbook uh, that she had from Sumner when she graduated, in, I think 1965, it showed that Provo College, but it was boarded up. So when I used to ask about it, you know, when they was coming up as kids, they didn't know what that building represent. You know what I'm saying? Because it was boarded up, you know, by the time that they was walking the halls or Sumner and stuff like that. So our times of attending summer, it was the building was knocked down and it was uh, rebuilt with the uh, James houses, as, as we know, and stuff like that. So those are my two um, African-Americans that um, I, I feel like really get talked about Reginald L. Lewis and Andy Malone. Awesome. Awesome. OK, um, I got to admit, I failed this homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just off the top of my head, I would go with um, James Baldwin, like um, he was never some someone that was really discussed, you know, in school. But just um, in my, you know, in the last few years, I've really become familiar with, you know, who he was, his writings, you know, novels or whatnot, and just his 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 activism mo mostly. Um, and you know, it was he, you know he he's an interesting cat, you know, and. You know, to be and the fact that he was gay, but that was like really never something that anybody even tripped off of. Like, you know, because what he he spoke the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, he he spoke the he spoke to what black people's frustrations were so so much to where people didn't even care that he was gay, and he never really even addressed it. Um, he never came out and said he was gay. He never said he you know wasn't. Because it didn't matter to in, in in his eyes, it didn't matter. So I'm finding myself trying to go back and like I do a lot of searching on YouTube, and you know he he did a lot of interviews um, back in the day, and uh, I'm I'm gonna try to you know pick up some of his novels and just try to you know just get a, a, a another understanding of who he was. But just his 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 activism, you know he was he was you know he was he was that dude in the fifties, and you know. During that time, um, right alongside my, uh, Martin, uh, Martin Luther King, you know. Have you seen that uh, documentary on him? I'm not your Negro. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I I think I started watching, but I didn't finish it. But it's, now it's that you great. bring it up, now that you bring it up, I'm gonna finish that. But yeah, uh, James Baldwin. I would say he was he was one that I think it's overlooked. So. Rodney, that's that's a good one, man. He's a, a great uh, speaker, just very, what's the word I'm looking for? I had the word, very articulate person, very, mm -hmm. a lot of charisma, just watching him speak, very intelligent. That's a real good one. And, and, and he, he very articulate and he, and he blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he blunt like like nah, <laughs> this shit ain't gonna work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we gotta do something different, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely gotta get you know I'm gonna do my homework on him. Awesome, awesome. All right, boys, well, let's come to the end of the show. Swerve of the week. I ain't got a swerve of the week. 
Swerp of the week. That, that's at number six. That what good on TV. That's gonna be reserved for our next pod. We're gonna come up with some shows that we, we're watching now. Let me Let's give you a, a quick number six, so maybe you guys can check it out between now and then. The Consultant is on Amazon Live. Check it out; it's a good show. Awesome, perfect. Going to the last topic, we're gonna end it with Swerp of the Week. Who want to start off? Swerp of the Week. I, let me take it first. First Swerp of the Week is Diddy. You are not a producer; you're stealing people's <laughs> credit. Still in people's masters and songs. You shouldn't have had uh, Fat Boy Biggie in LA looking like you're out there celebrating Tupac passing away. You made a horrible mistake going back, back to Cali, Cali. You probably got your name on it as a producer, and you know you didn't produce that either. So, Swerp of the Week is Diddy. <laughs> Diddy, thanks, Swerp of the Week. Ooh, what you got? Man, I ain't got one this week, so maybe I'm the swerp of the week. I, I, yeah, I don't have one this week. All right, no swerp of the week. We're back to that. I'm gonna go NBA uh, for having Carl Malone in a part of the All Star festivities. Yes, yeah, that was you know that you know. You could have had John Stockton. You could have had Jeff Hornacek. You know, <laughs> Mark Eaton. <laughs> not that he did. Um, but nah, not not Carl Malone. Carl Malone, wow. Huh? Wow. You say why not? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Why not? I don't understand why. Well, he's a piece of shit. Um, to to start off, but he um he got a he got a a twelve year old pregnant. Ah. Twelve. She was either twelve or thirteen year old. Yeah. Get the f out of here! I didn't know that. Okay, you got. Yeah, he he got when when he was at Louisiana Tech, he got a th- twelve or thirteen year old girl pregnant. Um, he's a piece of shit to his kids. Like he didn't acknowledge his son, damn near till shit. The son was twenty five, thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he had another daughter that played in. Um, he played at his alma mater, if I'm not mistaken that he didn't really acknowledge, but then I think they made it to the final four one year and then he just showed up and supporting all that shit. So he's just a piece of shit overall. And, you know, and we all know that, you know, I mean the magic thing, uh, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe I could kind of see where he was coming from during that time. You know, we really didn't know, you know, we weren't informed as to how you can get it and all that shit, but he kind of was a piece of shit for the whole magic thing, too. So, long story short, NBA Swerp of the Week for having him involved in any kind of all-star ex- uh, activities. Okay, that's good. Swerp, my Swerp of the Week, you know, <laughs> it was funny. I was uh, I was, I was was um, in Mexico last week, and I, we met a couple from Green Bay, and you know, my swerp of the week is Aaron Rodgers. And not only are we sick of Aaron Rodgers, man, but people in Green Bay, they sick of this dude, man. They are man, they sick of this cat. They want him gone like yesterday, man. This latest thing where he spent a few days <laughs> in this darkness retreat in his little house or this little cabin underneath the ground. He's gonna come out and let the Packers know is he playing? Am I not playing? 
Man, everybody's so fed up. I thought it was just us, the outside looking in, but man, after talking with these people from from Green Bay, they hate this dude, man. They want to, they, they ready for this cat to go. But he doing the same thing that Brett Favre did, though. That's a fact. I guess so. Yeah, Brett Favre was, I mean, he wasn't going to darkness retreats, but mm-hmm. he was, you know, last minute. I'm yep. gonna play. I ain't gonna play. You know that type yep. of deal. So, but, what, but when at least Brett Favre like. Winning at the end was he winning? I, I'm not. I, I can't, can't remember. Was he winning with the Packers at the end before he? I won? mean, no. Winning and making the playoffs. They were making the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was. You know, he was super competitive. But dude, they are ready to get this cat out of here. They like leave, man. They like they like ready to say leave. And this dude just playing everybody. So, uh, after hearing these, at, and there's a few people. At the resort that that was from Green Bay, so after hearing that, Aaron Rodgers is my swerve of the week. All right, boys, that's the show. That's episode thirty-four of the Pod Deep Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe everywhere that you can get your podcast. For that, guys, let's say good night. We out. Peace.